This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to help support this show. We're also brought to you by our PayPal supporters, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 131 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over the news cycle for Battlefront 2, how it works, and much more. Let's get started. So during the month of February, and a little towards in the, in the middle of March, there was a period of great woe for the Battlefront 2 community. That woe was news for future content. Which we've gotten so far. So, Battlefront 2 patch 2.0 and 2.01 launched. And that added the new progression system. And uh, the r- rest of that is going to be rolling out this month. This this <laughs> month. <laughs> The rest of that will be rolling out this month, and that'll be skins, uh, crystals, and the the conversion rate for crafting parts into skill points. That's going to be coming this month, and when that launches, we'll go over it. But what else is more than likely going to be happening this month is news regarding content update, possibly a season two, and I can real I can I can really imagine them adding. Or announcing a Han Solo season. Why? Because we've got the Solo movie launching in May. <laughs> We're tired of having new movie content. We want the old stuff. The classic prequel crap. Right, guys? Classic prequel crap. Yeah. We don't want any new schmoo stuff like The Force Awakens, Last Jedi stuff. I mean, yeah, Last Jedi stuff. And now if we get a Han Solo thing, people who have been waiting for prequel stuff will be mucho disappointed which is uh very disappointed for those people that don't speak spanish <laughs> i think uh, only one word of that sentence was actually spanish <laughs> yeah we don't need any more movie stuff we needed it because star wars has so many possibilities with seasons you have prequels which has three movies you have original trilogy even original trilogy stuff we haven't really seen besides in launch stuff yeah i mean i can see him doing a han solo this one and then maybe the next season going in for old stuff. I just I think it makes sense because the backlash on Battlefront 2 was so great that they really need to announce that the game is has changed. And what 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 I think would be the best possible way to do that is to tie it into the movie cuz then you have the the movie promotion tie-in stuff. I say instead of getting uh movie characters, let's just say when the movie comes out, we'll have a skin pack for the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm uh, I'm thinking maybe they have maps. I, just, I hope it's not a season uh, solely based on that. Maybe just have a skin pack that has you know younger Lando, younger Han, and maybe have some maps later on. We'll see. I really think they're going to do something for the Han Solo movie. Definitely will. Whether that's going to be skins, maps, or even added heroes. Who knows? 
but I, I definitely think they're going to be adding something. So that's going to be interesting, especially now that we've got the skin uh, system added to where we can do things like just have a skin drop where you have challenges or maybe it's just added to things that you can buy. I think April's going to be a huge month. And like I, I said earlier, when the, the big woe for Battlefront 2 was the communication and why they weren't announcing anything new, that was due to some kind of law where, since they are a publicly traded company, or maybe it's not a law, it's just a rule inside the company, but since they are a publicly traded company, they can only announce things that are coming within the quarter. So the quarters usually, I believe the fiscal quarters are different than the actual quarters. Actual quarters would be January to March, or January, February, March would be one quarter. But I believe the fiscal quarter is a offset by a month. So I think it's December, January, February, which that, that was the reason why they couldn't announce it in the month of March until mid-March. It would have been the 15th or the 16th, and we eventually got the news and everything on the 21st of March. So that was the reason why they couldn't announce anything. But now we are also in the next quarter, so we will be getting news regarding the next season, possibly the next content drop. We're definitely going to be getting the next wave of updates for the progression system. So I think mid-March, I mean uh, mid-April is going to be that thing, uh, that point in the month where we get more information. Yeah. And I hope this next season is a little bigger than the the Last Jedi one. Last Jedi one was kind of disappointing for a first season, in my opinion. I mean, it added some cool uh, themes from the movie. But I just wanted to see some more smaller game mode maps. Yeah. It was way, way bare in its content. Two heroes map, that's it. I see what you're talking about. So maybe in the next season they have more of a focus on maybe a new game mode. Smaller smaller, smaller game modes, yeah. Smaller maps along with maybe a hero or a villain. Yeah, that's something we need to see as well as new game modes. We did have the uh, Jetpack Cargo since the game's release. But now it's time for another game mode that could come with the next season. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Because they are doing every month we've got something happening. Whether that's uh, skins, whether that's maps, whether that's game modes. It's going to be something regarding new content. And we'll be getting that new sometime in this month. Maybe they're going forward they're going to be doing mid or the third of a month regarding content drops. Because that... That seems to be the case in the month of March. Yeah, we've said this before. I want to see a gameplay trailer before yes. the launch. Because that was one of the most anticipated things for Battlefront 2015 that I was look, you know, looking forward to. And this game really didn't have any concerning The Last Jedi. I don't no. think they had any at all. They like, basically just announced it and then... Yeah, they did some... Uh, since it was so... Soon after the launch, it was basically tied into the launch trailers. Yeah, I mean they had a they had a bunch of stuff on the website that you can you know view Ray's abilities, Finn's, I mean Finn's and uh, Phasma's abilities, but no gameplay trailer. Yeah, I mean something mildly cinematic, but also shows off the new content coming. Mm-hmm. I mean it's, it doesn't have to be super hard. A couple weeks before the release. Yeah. Because that's something the 
the DICE team did really well in Battlefront 2015. They had the trailers. They had early gameplays with creators, which was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm, the streams. Yeah. I, I hope they bring that too back as well. Yeah. It During that time, that was, since it was, everything was so stretched out, the the drops were so fantastic and so huge. And they just really grew everything. Uh, Battlefront Elliot from Battlefront Updates has uh, been on Twitter talking about how big his channel has been regarding uh, the post-launch content than the actual launch. Historically, all of his content has grown tremendously in views after the actual launch of the game. In Battlefront 2015, the actual launch and his content views were much lower than the actual DLC drops. So with each DLC drop, and we saw it with our content, the views and the downloads grew. Yeah. Especially since the the game was such a a nightmare regarding the story and the actual content and just the whole PR and... Since it was such a, a nightmare. Yeah. It took away from the core of the game to where people didn't really want it. Mm-hmm. But and they were it t- happens a lot. When DLC starts coming out for a game, the game rises in popularity because mm-hmm. it's new, it's cool. And the drop-off for Battlefront 2, uh, just from our stuff, I don't we don't have the actual stats, but the drop-off from launch in between all of the the news content and the coverage of the game dropped pretty tremendously. And then once they once they announced the the following updates, the new content, and especially the progress, progression system, a ton more people are coming back into the game. Yeah, because Battlefront 2 at launch had problems with the uh, in-app purchases, so microtransactions wasn't really affecting the gameplay too much. I mean, it has a solid campaign, can't argue that. Offline was way better than Battlefront 2015. The, at base, game modes were... Pretty surprisingly well done. I mean, we got a Heroes vs. Villains revamp. I mean, at launch, the game was really good. Exactly. But it's just all of the, all the you know crap that it got for microtransactions kind of killed it from uh, reaching the potential that it could have had. Exactly. So I definitely think, like we were saying earlier, that the next drop is going to be pretty massive. One of the future drops is going to be massive. Now that they've got the progression system out of the way, they can focus wholly on new content with fixing the stuff that they've already got. So they've got that out of the way. So that opens them up to much more, much more in terms of uh, new content. Because it, it's feel like it's been ages since the last Jedi came out for Battlefront Two. Well, the last season was in December. That was three months ago. Yeah. And I believe it was four months for every DLC with the 2015 Battlefront. It was about three. Well, the main draw of the game for me was, you know, that we're going to have content much more frequently, frequently, but it's not going to be as big, but it seems like it's just the same so far. So this, all of the big, big drops of, if they do launch it in April, it'll be about four months. Yeah. Which is, you know, compared to this, the uh, DLC for the previous game, uh, content-wise, The Last Jedi was like half of what we got in 2015 Battlefront. In terms of a DLC drop. Yeah. But then again, this is free. And something else that we have to take into uh, context is the... Yeah, they have been fixing the game. 
the they've core been fixing issues. the game much more quickly. Uh, they've been much more communicative, and then they've got the the drops that are every month. So they've got new content that's coming every drop uh, that drops every month instead of just a big one. So it's just small things every month, and then if they go forward with it, maybe they do have big drops in terms of seasons every four months. And they've said that they, they've been reworking the season, so maybe we n- may not even get a season. Maybe it's just a big drop themed. Yeah, that's interesting. But I just hope this next season, or whatever you want to call it, is you know worth the wait. It's big. Something that you know players have wanted. Because the draw for seasons is the heroes for me. I mean, the heroes come with maps. Maps come with game modes. You know, just a chain reaction. Exactly. In regards to this, uh, a while ago, before the, the drop of the progression system update, I asked what uh, you, the listener, would like us to talk about. And Cedric, at Cedric SW had a question regarding the topic that we're covering today. So bringing it back up. How should publishers that are public trading companies inform the consumer on certain particip- on certain practices they follow that restrict content communication? I think many players jump to conclusions as they are uneducated on how and why information is, distribu- is being distributed. Why wouldn't companies want to make this information easy to access for the general public? Should a consumer have to be versed in quarter earnings to fully understand a company's communication policies, given that they know how the sensitivity of the Star Wars IP plays a role as well. And I, he makes some really good points there. How should publishers that are publicly, uh, public traded companies inform the consumer on certain practices? I think they should just up and tell them. Hey, yeah. this is what you should expect. Uh, a huge problem with a lot of companies is that lack of communication and the it will only talk about it if it has troubles yeah because the situation they were in is that people think they're ignoring them but when they're actually following regulations and policies their company has set yeah so just you know flat out tell them you know we can't talk about this information because you know when you're asking developers questions you know they you know just flat out deny sometimes or they say we can't disclose that information. Mm-hmm. Something on the lines of that. Yeah, it's good to know why certain things are done, not just to blindly accept them. Because this was um, just a small tweet regarding the new DLCs and the content and the communication, and it led on this whole eye-opening experience. Like maybe at the beginning maybe you say hey this is the kind of things that we can talk about during this time frame and this is why it it's just it i think it's good to just come out and become a much more open company in regarding that yeah cuz the big thing is at the end of the month at the end of their quarter is that they kind of run out of information that they're allowed to announce so they kind of just have to wait which and without giving a player's information on the reasons, it become it can become troublesome for just the PR and all of that. And then the the next section is why why wouldn't companies want to make this information easy to access for the general public? I I think they do want to do this. Um, it's just the matter of the the trickle down effect that's in the company itself. Maybe they have these things that they want to 
announce, but they don't actually, maybe because of the board members or maybe something, something other, uh, something that they can't really control that they can't, in essence, announce or specifically say. I mean, because there are so many, so many people just get their news from maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Twitter, maybe it's just the forum. So they've got four different places that they would have to announce it. And maybe it just doesn't come together in the way that they planned it. So it just doesn't, it just evaporates. And in regards to a should, a, should a consumer have to be versed in quarter earnings? I don't think so. I think that the yeah. way games work, it needs to be just open. Like, hey, yeah. some have something announced in the game regarding that these policies should just be common knowledge when it comes to the games mm-hmm. announce it uh, maybe have like an update saying hey this is the kind of content we can release and then maybe do a blog post on wh- why and then promote that bo- uh, blog post across the uh, many social platforms i think it's, it's just really complicated because then you get into the legal issues and like he says uh, how sensitive the star wars ip plays a role because a lot of the things they can announce, like while they were working on Battlefront 2, they couldn't say anything about The Last Jedi because they were directly working in that that era and drawing inspiration and talking with the Lucasfilm people about that movie. So they would have to stay really hush-hush about that. Yeah, it's just not EA's restriction. It's also they have to work with Lucasfilm. You know, They have their own policies that they have to uphold as well. Yeah, it's just very, very complicated. But I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. What's my name? I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. You can support us through many, many ways. And we would really, really appreciate any support that we get. One way you can support us is through Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Another way is through PayPal, paypal.me slash sheep. Another way is to uh, get the Star Wars Battlefront podcast book bag through Utini. You can go to utini.com slash battlefront and use the code SWBpodcast to get $5 off. Another way that's completely free and is so great uh, because it helps other listeners find us and that gives us more of an incentive to do this. So it's just a big circle of awesomeness. So the more listeners that we have, the more likely we're going to do more episodes, the higher quality those episodes are going to be. And you can go on iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Tell other uh, possible listeners what you think of the podcast. And let us know what you think. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, Another way you can get in contact with us, whether that's to suggest topics or just your own thoughts that we could cover on the podcast, you can email us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. You can watch the videos on there. Real cool place. Our Discord is an amazing place to just talk Battlefront, uh, show your uh, progress in your classes, show off some of your screenshots, and talk about some awesome things. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or where anywhere you find podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. And may the force be with you.